Farm, Chapter 2. The next morning I was up early, dressed, and traveled downstairs for my first coffee of the day. Tommy was already up, working in the office on his computer. Terry took her coffee to go and had gone to work in town. You need to understand that time on the farm is calculated a little differently. It's not rushed or slow. You're never really late or early or any other sort of time, really. There's a wake and there's a sleep. Whatever you do under the banner of either of those human states isn't measured in clock time. Greenwich Mean doesn't hold much water in Utopia. In the awake, there's work, there's eating, and there's always time for a story. There is the unexpected turn of events, too. A dump run, for example, could turn into a tour of the Cremor Brewery, or a ride on a horse out into a woodlot, or a night at someone else's house, or maybe a trip north, anywhere north. You never really know. This stuff goes on in any season, too. It doesn't matter. It can be light out, dark out, twilight, sun up. It's best if you just go with the flow and understand that you've crossed a threshold and entered UFT, Utopian Farm Time. To the uninitiated, it might seem like things are off the rails, a tad disorganized, a bit off the station dial. But those people, while right in their own time, haven't properly embraced UFT. In Angola, there is a word. Confuseo. It is a state of being much greater than a single confusion. It is all confusions, from bloodless haggling to all-out war and everything in between. The more one tries to get out of it, the deeper the individual's frustration. There is nothing to be done. The Angolans have learned to live with it, and they merely shrug and say, Confuseo. It will end when it ends, they say, and there is nothing you can do about it. It's beyond you. Like UFT. It's beyond you. The difference between Confuseo and UFT is Confuseo does have a conclusion while UFT has been going on for over a century and a half with no end in sight. So I poured a second cup of coffee just as Tommy came out for his third cup. So, he says with a chuckle. Yes, right, I say with a smile. He laughs and then I laugh. Did you sleep okay? Great, like a baby. Took me a while to get used to the quiet, then just as I did, something killed something out in the woods, but after that I was out like a light. Well, good. Might have been that raccoon from the chimney, Tommy said. Or could have been that owl, maybe. Tom looked out the window, but then comes right back to me. Now, what would you like for breakfast? UFT. We eventually leave the kitchen with a fresh cup of coffee and walk out onto the porch and greet the dogs. After a bit, we step off the porch, and our parade of dog and people is in full glory. We drink our coffee as we go, like lords of the manor. The dogs, our companions, have their heads up, tails wagging. Idyllic is a word to describe it. We end up in the shed, the building adjacent to the barn. We spend some UFT in there, talking about various things that include local and international politics, maybe a recent hockey game or a game from 50 years ago. There is certainly a story or two about the ancestors. At one point, we come upon a jerry-rigged pen that holds some goats inside it. The goats come over for a little visit. The dogs don't have much interest in the goats, and they drift out into the open air. Are you back into animal husbandry, Tommy? Well, no, not really. Well, sort of. We both laugh. We're just holding these critters for a bit, Tom says. One of the goats mounts another one at the head, and one saunters to the back of the pen and proceeds to eat some cardboard. I believe somebody's coming back for them soon. That was the arrangement, anyway. Maybe tomorrow, or maybe the day after that. I'm not too sure. 
We've had them for a bit now. Ah, I don't mind. Now, there is a photograph I want to show you. It's around here somewhere. I've showed it to a few people, and we're not sure who it is, but I think it might be your dad when he was a baby. Tommy has had pigs and cows and chickens, but he's adapted and now has a number of projects going with hemp. Rope, hemp oil, and crystals for purifying water. He's working on a new toilet, has interest in setting up a funeral home, and creates an odorless fertilizer called Utopian Gold. He is a marvel with a large canvas on which to paint his fine art. Forever curious, powerfully gracious, with a grand sense of humor, it would do anyone good to spend some time in his company. Ah, here it is. Tommy pulls out a photograph from behind a paint can. Someone has written 1911 in the corner, but hadn't bothered writing the names of the people. What do you think, he asks, as we stare down at the photograph. There is a woman I don't recognize in an elaborate dress, her hair pinned up, and she's holding a healthy-looking baby boy who is wearing one of those white infant dresses. He does look like my dad. Frighteningly so. The same squint he wore when he was pissed off. Jesus, he had that look when he was one? And he's staring right at me. I feel guilty for no reason I can figure, but we are all guilty of something, so maybe. Is it him, do you think? I blow air out my puffed cheeks. Well, could be. The year's about right. Where did you find this? Right behind that paint can. How did it get there? Oh, no idea. Tommy surveys the shed. I don't know how half this stuff ends up where it ends up. Now, are you hungry? Nope. Full from coffee. I'm good to go. You sure? You might want to grab a bacon sandwich. <laughs> then I'd need a nap, Tommy. I find an axe and a five-foot crowbar. Tommy digs out a couple of saws, a level, and a tape measure, and some rope and string. We should put the auger on the tractor, he says. So we go to the barn and take the loader off the tractor and replace it with the auger. Then it's down to the property, at the front, and our first post, UFT.